0: Welcome to Wings Way, a podcast looking back at the history of the Kalamazoo Wings. I'm voice of the K-Wings, Isaac Berkey, and throughout the course of the season, we're going to hear a lot of great stories and get a behind-the-scenes look from those players and coaches who lived it over the last 44 seasons. Second episode of Wings Way, we're joined by current assistant coach, former goaltender, the winningest goaltender in K-Wings history, Joel Martin. Joel Martin. Coach, first off, thanks for uh, taking a couple of moments. I know you got a busy schedule here with uh, the season getting ready to start, but thanks for giving us a few minutes.
1: No, thank you. Happy to do it.
0: So for you, we'll, we'll start at kind of the end of your career and the transition and then work our way backwards. Coming toward the end of last season, deciding to hang up the pads, was it something that you would kind of thought about maybe last season was going to be the year, or was it you know an evaluation in the summer that led you to decide that that was it?
1: Um, I guess the last couple of years, it's kind of been uh, year to year um, was kind of the way I was approaching it. I didn't really have a long-term, um, I guess, plan in place. I knew that I wanted to get into coaching, um, and I didn't really have a time. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I, re- I did revisit it in the summer, and um, I was having some issues with my back and thought maybe I'd be able to get it fixed and um, that wasn't happening so I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it through another season playing Uh, and so I was going to have to move on and find something and that's when I called Nick and uh, officially uh, applied for the job
0: how did how did that first discussion go with Nick because obviously you you have a background there you played for him you played with him So what was, I mean, was it something you kind of tiptoed around, like, hey, I might be interested, or did you just kind of go straight at it and say, look, I want to get into coaching, I'm here?
1: Right, well, I put it off for a while, hoping that we'd be able to fix this back situation, and uh, finally I ended up calling them after talking with the wife, and she kind of gave me the go-ahead, and it's like, you know, what it feels right, and uh, obviously she's known what, what I was going through there, and she's the one picking me up after getting shots and, and stuff in my back, over 20 of those. Um, so I ended up calling him, left him a message, and it just kind of ended with, you know, I, I'm interested in that position, and would love to apply, whatever, and uh, he ended up, call me back and just saying why don't you come in Uh, we'll talk and he just wanted to see where my head was at and uh, everything and um, so then he said all right well you know when can you come in and interview and with both of our schedules it happened to be the next day was the only one that was going to work so I had to throw a resume uh, together uh, in the blink of an eye there and uh, prepare for an interview that was you know just about two hours long with him um and yeah that's really how that went it was a little whirlwind
0: did it make the transition a little easier knowing that you know you kind of knew exactly what nick was looking for yeah i think that
1: helped um you know uh just knowing what kind of person he is being very detail oriented um and the work ethic that he puts in um so i knew that that if I could work hard and, and I can bring, uh, you know, a detail-oriented uh, approach, um, that that I, you know, would have an opportunity to get that job and that, you know, hopefully I can make them happy, uh,
0: you know, being alongside them on the bench. You said coaching had been something that kind of been rolling around in your head for a while. When, when did you kind of – was there a time that you first thought, you know, maybe coaching is what I want to go into, or was it just something that you've kind of enjoyed – along the way, helping out here and there?
1: Right. Um, you know, I guess a little bit of both. Um, I mean, since I was a little younger, I remember having some coaches, you know, I guess with my high school team, that said, you know, I think you could be a good coach, and you hear that here and there. Um, and then I guess the the biggest push was just my love of the game. I, I love it so much, and, and if I couldn't play it, I still wanted to be involved. And obviously coaching is is a is a good step if you want to stay involved in hockey and I talked to a couple guys that um, had gotten to coaching after hockey and they just said you know what obviously it's not as good as playing but it's the next best thing and um, so that's what I was looking for the next best thing.
0: We'll we'll go back to the start of your career now coming out of juniors you play part of your part of the O two O three season in Bakersfield and you play a full season in the Central Hockey League, in the ECHL, then you come to Kalamazoo. What did you know about Kalamazoo before you got here, if anything?
1: Didn't know a thing. Um... I don't think I even knew that it existed um before I came um and uh yeah I, I still remember flying in and uh coach Mark Reed's picking me up and one other kid from the same area uh Western Canada as me and bringing us to the rink and seeing the rink for the first time and going to the apartments I remember my uh roommate
0: Tyson Turgeon and yeah I didn't uh didn't know uh, one thing about it what what was your first impression coming from somewhere, you know, you played in some pretty big markets in the dub in Vancouver and Calgary. What was your first impression of getting here and seeing the arena and getting the first game under your belt?
1: Um, You know, I I grew up in a small town, 3,500 people, so even though I played in some of those big cities, um, you know, I'm a small town uh, kid at heart, and this was uh, still really a city to me. Um, And, you know, I, uh, I just fell in love with the city right away i fell in love with the organization the arena um all that stuff uh they just they do things right here and i've always been treated um first class by this organization and and the fans and in this community um and yeah from day one i i loved it i loved it here
0: second year you play 52 games in the regular season from McColly's perspective, how do you how do you mentally prepare? How do you keep yourself going through that many games? Because you had a lot of seasons where you were playing that many games, if not more. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look back on that, and at least I was, you know, 23 or 24 when I was doing that, and I started hitting 60 some games at 33ish or something like that. So, um, you know, it's just it's about doing the right things in the off season to get yourself ready, being in shape. Um, uh, and, and that goes a long way in allowing you to play those games. And, and like I said, being on the younger side and the, going up the hill there before I got over it, it, it made things a lot easier as well. So
0: you, you play in Kalamazoo, you come back or you play, you play kind of all around and then you eventually come back. What, what led you back to Kalamazoo? Was it that first impression, that initial kind of feeling at home or how'd you end up back here toward the end of your career?
1: yeah I mean Kalamazoo is always a place that i I knew I wanted to end up again when I'd left, which I guess I left twice but um but between that and and then having Nick as the head coach, I played with Nick my second year. um there was that connection, so uh, I think that was a big draw uh, for me
0: to come back here as well. Getting to come back that second time around kind of as as the veteran presence in the room, the veteran goaltender, even though you were. You were a guy that was in pretty much every night. Did that change kind of how you looked at yourself and your role then from your first stint here? Well, yeah, my role definitely changed a lot.
1: Um, I mean, I was just a 23-year-old puke, you know, a little rookie, Um, and I mean, had guys uh, like Nick uh, in the locker room and, you know, Mark Villeneuve and Corey Carlander and Tyler Willis and um, all these veteran players with a ton of leadership. Um, So I was able to just kind of focus on my job and stop pucks and do that, and then uh, when I came back, like you said, I was a little older, or I guess a lot older, and, and had to take on that leadership role and I tried to just do that in a a lead by example kind of way Um, still just try to focus on myself but um, you know put in the work um, and just try to show guys what it takes to stick around and play for 14 years if that's what you want to do
0: looking back on your 14 years what are some of your what are some of the memories that you'll take with you and what are some of the rivalries that you really enjoyed getting to be a part of
1: well, I guess first off, I have to say I met my wife here, so I, I got to throw that out there and say that's that's a great memory um, that I'll always have of playing here and in Kalamazoo. Uh, she went to Western, um, and then winning the uh, championship here in 06 uh, was definitely number two. That uh, having that, getting that ring and winning that trophy was. Uh, the best experience in hockey that I that I was able to um accomplish I think um you know the, a lot of the teammates that I had over the years guys I still keep in contact with like the Corey Carlanders and the Mark Villeneuve's uh, you know and their families and everything um is is a big you know takeaway uh, for sure being able to raise a family here uh, you know buy a house here and I got a kid in school here now and and then a three-year-old as well that's a preschool and um, yeah although there's just there's so many memories and great teammates and teams that I was able to be a part of and I mean coaches from Nick and mark Reeds, uh, um, yeah there's too much too much I guess and if you want to touch on rivalries, I mean, obviously there was the, the Danbury rivalry, which, um, you know, I was there for the, I guess where it kind of started with the, the Brad Wingfield and Josh Elzinga incident that happened and, and kind of what followed. And then the next year we play them in the championship, uh, as well. Um, and so things just kind of seemed to escalate I guess from that and um, and then the you know the Muskegans when they were in the league and you know Fort Wayne still
0: around and that's always a great rivalry um, yeah for you as a coach now on the other side of things the first couple of days you guys talked a lot about culture of what the K-Wings culture is when you think over your time in Kalamazoo and you think about the brand that is K-Wings hockey what's the first thing that comes to mind
1: well, it's just a first-class organization that's, that I think it started that, uh, from the top down, really, uh, with the Parfettes um, and then Bill and Rhonda. Um, they really set the example for the organization, and, and we just kind of want to fall in line behind them and, and try to do things the right way as a coaching staff and, and try to instill that into our players as well.
0: All right, Joel Martin, the winningest goaltender in K-Wings history, current assistant coach. Thanks so much for taking some time.
1: Thanks a lot, Berkey. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Wings Way, and make sure to check back each week for new episodes. Is there a former K-Wing you want to hear from? Head on over to any of our social media accounts and let us know. While you're there, make sure to follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you can stay up to date with all your K-Wings news.